0: How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Truth is, <laughs> <I'm open. laughs> I am Iron Man. Rose? Well, we're going, we don't need Rose. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Welcome to Not Another Movie Pod. I'm Zach Williamson with Ross Cutsforth and Lou Goosens. Today we're talking Todd Phillips' Joker, which just grossed two hundred and forty-two million dollars at the box office, yeah. despite everyone trying to cancel this film. It still came out, broke every record. I guarantee you Warner Bros. is probably at the studio right now saying, "How do we do uh, some sort of sequel to this shit?" Do you think the all the controversy around it and stuff helped it have a bigger box office release? Or I think so. I, I maybe in the internet space, that especially the internet. Up. Yeah. I feel like that built up a lot of publicity publicity's good publicity. I think that definitely helped it. didn't it break records for radar movies and October movies for opening weekend? it set the it set the domestic record with ninety six million. I think the next best was Venom with eighty million that was last year. Huh. I'm not sure dude Deadpool made over a hundred like a hundred twenty million, so probably not as high as the Deadpool movies, yeah, but it definitely did October though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't I was just saying rated R. I don't I can't Yeah. Probably top five easy. I bet the it movies, weren't those also ninety. First one was over a hundred million, the second one was over ninety. So top five. Yeah, I think so. Should be anyways. Yeah, for sure. not really have anything on the, the whole controversy around it. I think that yeah, the word of mouth is gonna keep it going too. It's gonna keep making money. And this movie only was made on fifty five million dollars too. So this is already a huge hit. Oh okay, yeah. fuck. Like a huge success, you mean? Like it, it grossed a lot. Yeah, compared to its yeah yeah compared to its budget yeah especially compared to like other superhero movies we've seen recently not superhero but comic book movie recently didn't have over a hundred million budget but it is a hit though right yeah oh yeah this is a hit for sure it hasn't even opened in China either that's a huge market China's going crazy right now they're going hard (laughs) (laughs) I mean I don't know when it drops it might drop this week I have no clue when it drops in China but all right whatever so should we start doing our reviews on this shit sure you want to start it off. Yeah, I can go first on this. So I thought this was a really interesting take on the Joker and just showing the struggle of mental illness, you know, in this world that they don't give a shit about these kind of people there. And that may reflect American society and how we treat people here and poor people and stuff like that. I don't know if that's the message he was kind of trying to send. Not sure. Or if even that's what we're really seeing, you know, with what him being an unreliable narrative and all that. But more, I'll get get into that a little later. I thought the cinematography was really good. Just the style of it felt really gritty, and just how like dark it seemed at first. As they're going through the movie, and then it gets brighter as he turns more into the Joker. And yeah, yeah, Yeah. that and it starts out really sad. That opening scene, he just gets his ass beat by all those kids. And I was watching this interview today where Todd Phillips says in that scene that he's there reaching for the sign because in the brief moment he still thinks he can somehow fix the sign and bring it back, and that even right after that he like reaches into his pocket and presses the button and shoots the little flower thing, like the little flower shoots up the water. So he did that on purpose. And the director said it's because still, even in this moment, he just wants to like make people laugh and entertain people. Just fucking sad, man. Damn. Yeah. It was a very sad character. And when you were talking about how you think this might reflect our society and stuff, I think it definitely is a take on our society, just with like how the little man always gets put down and stuff, you know, yeah, nobody really cares about the little man a lot of times because just the powerful kind of oppress get more powerful too, yeah, 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 for sure. I thought Joaquin Phoenix's performance was just phenomenal, honestly, he was in every scene of the movie, he completely carried it, he did a lot of his own stunts, too, apparently, he even jumped into the car in that accident, and he did all the running shit because Todd Phillips says. There wasn't anyone who could get the Joker run down, so even his stuntman didn't do a lot of that stuff. I think he said that the only time was when they had to do that slide at the beginning when he runs down the alley. That was the stuntman. Hmm. Yeah, and like what he had to do to put in this, he lost over 50 pounds. Just his body looked super frail, and he says that his shoulders are really like that too since his childhood. So he just had that weird, creepy look to him. and I honestly think he really has a shot at at least an Oscar nominee probably winning this shit this year but you know there's still oh, a lot yeah. of movies to go we haven't seen 3 months worth of movie yet yeah i think rdj and Joaquin Phoenix Should both be nominated. There's definitely some other ones, but those are just ones that come to my mind right away. Just for Tony Stark. Like, he was pretty good in I game. He was good. I don't know how much of the, like how many lines or anything they would compare that to. You know what I mean? Just because that's an ensemble, a true ensemble. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you'd get that kind of shit. Who knows? But I think as far as comic book movies, if they had to pick one, it'd be this one. And actually, if we're going to even talk about that, the Avengers, the Disney didn't put him up to be in their, nom- like in their consideration. They listed a bunch of other shit. They even listed writing and stuff like that for consideration for the Oscars, but they didn't list them for some reason. Interesting. What? It's weird. Yeah. I feel like you try to get recognition of the dude who kind of built your franchise to where not yeah. he didn't solely do it, but you know what I mean? He kicked it yeah. off and got people yeah. interested in this shit. Mm-hmm. Well, him and uh, all the actors and shit. And what's his name? Uh, why can't I think of his name? The guy that directed Iron Man, John Favreau. He plays Happy. Yeah, John Favreau. I can't think of his name. Yeah, John Favreau did a great job directing that. Yeah, but I just mean that, you know, him, no one gave a shit about Iron Man before that. And then he was the face of it. They didn't have Spider Man in their universe. So they built around this guy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You'd want to try to get him a recognition, at least. I don't know. At least tr- campaign for him is what I mean. But whatever. Off topic. I mean, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, so anyway. Back on Joker, uh, there was some genuinely, I thought, great scenes. Like when he does the bloody smile, that was some iconic Joker shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was sick. And did you like that scene more or the scene in the beginning where he's going like this? The bloody smile for sure, dude. The bloody smile—the one where in the beginning where he pulls his mouth up like that, you know. Oh, and just how sad he looked—he was like trying to be happy there. Definitely the smile—that was a good. I didn't even think about that because that connects it. The very first thing in the movie he does, and then at the very end of pretty much that sequence or that whatever series of events, he's doing the smile again. It's a nice tie didn't connect that Ross. Good shit. Yes, sir. (laughs) Which one do you like more though? Oh, definitely his fucking bloody smile, bloody smile. yeah. I thought they were both sick. Dude, in your guys' cedars, were there a lot were there a lot of people laughing at just random parts they definitely weren't supposed to laugh at? Dude, yes. <laughs> yeah. Same. I was There's, like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. There's parts when just the whole theater was laughing when he was getting the shibby out of it or not. Something really bad was happening to him and people were just laughing. And I was like, what the fuck? This guy's getting yeah. fucked up. Maybe they're, maybe they're just thinking, well, it's the fucking Joker. He's a he's a fucker anyway. But yeah, m- maybe. There was one part that I thought was so funny that no one laughed at when he said no one is laughing now. I actually thought that was a good joke. Yeah. Yeah. No one <laughs> laughed at that shit in my theater except for me. I was like, damn, all right, everyone. Laughing, <laughs> getting his ass beat. Maybe they, maybe they thought you were laughing. Maybe they interpreted it a different way because he was getting made fun of for it by uh, Robert De Niro's character. Yeah, Murray. Yeah, the Murray Show. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of deserved to get blapped at the end, though. Yeah, I don't know about blap, but he was definitely being a massive dick. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, at the, at the beginning, I thought his laugh... When he just starts laughing into the mirror, I was like, what the fuck is this? It just felt fucking weird, fake and forced. And then I realized as it went on that it was a... You know, that he has a condition. And I was like, okay, that made the laugh at the beginning not so weird or fake. But again, yeah. I was like, this is fucking stupid. When he's just laughing in front of the psychiatrist? No. Yeah. No, it was, it was in the front of the mirror, wasn't it? Yeah. I can't remember. I remember the part where I remember him like hysterically laughing was... The very couple. first one where he's hysterically laughing, I was just like, "What the fuck?" Huh. I, yeah, I don't remember it, him just smiling there, but yeah, if they, they, definitely at first I was like, "What the fuck is this dude's deal?" <laughs> I know, I was, it was like, very this, prolonged. I know, I know. Yeah, it was almost too much at the beginning because we didn't even know about his condition yeah. I was like, "Yeah," but then when you find that out, it just makes it pretty sad, honestly. Yeah, it's like shit. And he did such a good job of just making it look like it hurts. Oh, yeah. yeah. That it was painful. Yeah. Because yeah. that would be... Pain. Imagine that if that happened to you, dude, that would be so painful. Just your chest would always be burning like when you laugh and your face would hurt. Yeah, that was the interesting thing. Because remember when we were talking about that a couple of pods ago about how he studied people with that that sickness? Yeah. I yeah. didn't realize that his character was going to have it, I guess. You didn't? Oh, did, did that not get announced? I thought they got announced before the movie. I, I, he just said that that's what he studied to get his own laugh, to make it sound a little painful. But I didn't realize that he was going to be suffering. It was going to be a huge part of the movie. I don't. I just didn't connect that for me. So that, I really liked that. That was really good of him. His laugh is great. And Todd Phillips said in the very final scene where he's with the psychiatrist again, that was the first time he had an actual genuine laugh in the whole movie. I thought that was... Interesting. I don't. You guys have any theories on that? Did didn't he laugh a little bit in the comedy clubs, or was that just another disingenuous clap? Because well, that was he, like the awkward. He was off. You know, he's he's laughing at shit. Yeah, I, th- I thought he was trying to observing other people and like, oh, I should laugh now. Or he's like, oh, I should laugh now. You know? Yeah, that's what I thought too. Is he was just trying to fit in? Didn't he have? I thought he laughed in two different ways in the comedy comedy club because I thought there were times when he would just be, <laughs> you know, just laughing kind of quietly, and then he would break out in his really awkward laugh? Or did he... He did his really awkward long one, and he had two offbeat ones, too, through that when he was making his notes. Yeah, okay. But anyways, laugh. laugh was great. You know what was funny about him getting made fun of so much on the Murray show in the movie? Did you guys... Did either of you watch the... What's... Jimmy... Jimmy Kimmel? Him on Jimmy Kimmel getting... He got he kind of got made fun of. It. Jimmy Kimmel was kind of a dick to him. Oh yeah, that was that was staged though. They planned it was that staged? shit. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. to Joker in Phoenix. Yeah, to yeah. <laughs> joke. Oh Phoenix. Joaquin, how do you joke? Oh, I thought you were trying to do a play on words. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, Joker. Dude. But Joaquin Phoenix? No, I just was like, I don't know. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Joaquin. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, so that was all staged? Yeah, the Jimmy Kim or Jimmy, was it Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? Whoever was Jimmy on. Kimmel. Yeah, it came out after that it was, it was staged. It was promotion. Was it? Uh, was that a cover-up, though, or is it actually staged? I mean, fuck, that's what I just read on the report. I, I don't know. You got more info on it? No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> <Conspiracy> <laughs> I'm just asking. Conspiracy on deep dive. Look into yeah. it, dude. Deep dive conspiracies <laughs> on this part. Yeah, bro. I'm not sure. Back on that shit. And then another great scene was when the little guy's trying to reach up for the fucking lock. That scene was crazy and just. Oh, dude. I know. I was like, is he gonna take the fucking scissors out and stab him too? Yeah. Such that a, was... such dark humor. I know. Yeah. And then he just kisses him on the head. He's like, you're the only one who's fucking. Nice to me. Nice to me. That was pretty sad when he said that. And he tried to scare him too, remember? With the... Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of funny though. <laughs> so When fun. he tried to scare him. I did laugh at that. I was like, oh <laughs> That was a great scene. So I enjoyed that. I don't know. Is there, any, is there any scenes you guys didn't care for that were too much or anything? I liked... I I don't know. I really liked all the scenes. And this movie had a just a really different kind of feeling to me. It felt really unique and weird. Just didn't really feel like Yeah, it I makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it does. So I was just watching this and I was yeah, I was feeling uncomfortable. You hit it right on the nose, honestly. Yeah, I agree. And how intense it was, it was so visceral. The the train scene was very intense. And then when that guy just falls back and his head gets snapped back. Oh yeah, that that was a good that's what I'm saying. This pacing in this movie was really good because it built up him just getting shit on there for thirty minutes or so, oh, and yeah. then he finally f- fights back to these fools. And even in that moment, you're still like kind of rooting for this guy. At that point, it did a great job of just, dude. Him killing those dudes is pretty much self defense, though. Yeah, wasn't even that bad. But he definitely enjoyed it. The last kill, that you know, that was that's where you go too far. But the first two, I don't know, dude. You could make a case for that, chief. He could have, but he executed that fool. Well, I thought was why he executed him was because maybe he he thought for a bit and thought, okay, I have what's considered a mental illness and I've been taking psychiatric pills and stuff for it. So maybe I won't have very good time in court after killing two people and not even, he's not even supposed to have a gun either. Yeah, exactly. Was he thinking that far ahead though? I don't know. Maybe Maybe not. He's not at like that mastermind stage yet. Yeah. To me, at least. No, I agree. I was thinking that he just thought he had to cover up everything because that dude would have got away. He's wearing fucking makeup. He just got fired from work, having a gun at a fucking hospital. Yeah, yeah. that's just hilarious. Oh, I laughed at that too. Yeah, that was oh, a good scene too. That was funny as fuck. I was like, what? yeah, his reaction seems super genuine to that. Sh- like that, <laughs> how would you yeah. react to that shit? You know, <laughs> just like trying to cover it up with his body, just. Yeah, that was great. And then, but yeah, I think he just had, he was thinking he had to kill these dudes so that there was no witnesses, even though the girl would have ended up being a witness. I wonder if she was the one who comes forward to the cops later, but probably just even that scene after when he's dancing in the mirror, that was the first I was like, okay, this dude, I can see this guy being the Joker now, you know, like he clearly really enjoyed doing that shit. it felt good to him. It made him hallucinate that he was having sex. <laughs> dude, that shit was kind of weird, though. You thought it was weird that after that he just goes and dances. I don't know. Was the, there wasn't really like a scene before that where he's dancing? I thought it was fitting because yeah, there was. Remember, he's in his room and he's waving yeah. that gun around, shoots the wall. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was weird too. All those dancing scenes are weird, dude. I don't know about him dancing the whole movie. I liked the dancing because it fit his character in that his dancing was. Almost. It was kind of sexual a little bit, so it had to... What? It kind of tied in. You didn't think so at all? You thought it was sexual? I mean, slightly. I guess like I didn't take it way that way, but I'm... Body and stuff. I'm, here to, I'm curious on your take, yeah. Okay. I just thought he was just trying to move his body all weird, like... What, what I took it as was it was kind of sexual, so he was tying in the violence with sexual desires, so he was kind of tying in his base vices were tying in together, and it was showing that He was getting almost like sexual pleasure off of the violence that he was doing. I don't know. That's how I kind of took it. So like right after he killed him, he imagined that he went and had sex with uh, Zazie Beetz's character, you know? So Yeah. I think that's an interesting take for sure. Yeah. So I thought it had something to do with him tying sex and violence together. Did you guys see what Joaquin said about his dancing too? What? I don't remember what style he said he studied for it, but he says that the way they filmed it was that... So when he seems super elegant and smooth, that's how the Joker sees himself. And then they showed the parts, you know, where he's not as smooth and flowing. That's what's really happening because he has this different perception on himself. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting take. I mean, everyone has a different perception on themselves, right? Yeah. But not to that. Maybe not to that degree. But yeah, where it makes you delusional. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's interesting though. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. It was just something he came out and said in an interview yesterday, yeah. and I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense with how some of those. Like, remember the scene where he goes down the stairs? That song. That yeah. song for that part. I'm not sure. I like the song choice for that, but the, the shit that's always playing in NFL yeah. commercials. Yeah, and shit. I did <laughs> the same thing. I was like, what the fuck? a fucking sporting event. Yeah, <laughs> and and that song. It was it was weird man it, it luckily it didn't last too long though Yeah have you guys seen the laffy taffy no. meme yeah, man. Oh, man, I have to send oh, it. She's like dancing to it. Taffy, yeah, right? girls, take that lappy. They plug that shit in. That scene, too, is that song's getting backlash being put in because the guy who wrote that song was charged with being a... He's a child monster. He got charged with three accounts a couple years ago. So them putting that in has been kind of controversial. But I was thinking... Wait, what? Lappy Tappy? No, not Lappy <laughs> No, I was no, confused no, no. on that for a bit, too. I was like, fuck. My bad. Sorry. The Rock yeah, and Roll yeah. Part 2 or whatever. I don't remember the exact name of it. Exact so That's the of name it. of that fucking hmm? I can't remember the name. Of it. It's Rock and Roll Part Two or something like that. It's by some dude named Glitter. Glenn Glitter. I don't remember his fucking name. But anyway, this guy's a fucking child molester. And really? Yeah. And so I was thinking you put that song in there because the song is controversial now yeah. because it's from How many people know the person dude. who made that fucking song? There isn't even a word in it. There's only hey right? <laughs> I, mean, I mean people know it, man. You said like we were saying that, that shit has been used. Dude, if you watch all those old sports movies from like the two thousands and before, they all have that fucking song. Dude, if you go it. to any football game, you'll hear that yeah. fucking shit. You yeah. Know? I know. Maybe it just hasn't been super cancelled yet. Whoever found that's digging too deep. Yeah, they're trying <laughs> to find a way to to shit on the movie. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that wasn't I just I didn't like the song for that. We thought they could do something better for that part. But so what I was originally saying though, with that song choice is maybe Todd Phillips knows it's a controversial song and he put it into Match Joker, who is a controversial character. Yeah. What else does I saying? What do you guys think about the portrayal of Thomas Wayne in this movie? Because usually he's... We only ever see, thinking back on it, we really only see Bruce Wayne's side, that his dad is this great person yeah. that did all this shit for the city. Which would make sense. That's how... If you were a kid that was five and watched your dad die in front of you, protecting, trying to protect you and your mom... I mean, you would probably have a really fucking good memory of him. Yeah. Or, well, was he five? I think he was, he had to be a little older than that. No, he was older than that. Sorry. That was hyperbole. But I think he was, yeah, around nine, 10, eight, 11, 12. Yeah. Something. Yeah. But I agree. But, yeah. You'd have that perspective on your dad. Whereas this seemed, this guy's like a businessman. He's probably done some shit to get to where he's at in life. Yeah. It's kind of a dick. Especially in Gotham. And especially if you're a billionaire, dude, you have to do something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you guys on that theory. What do you guys think? Do you think that Thomas Wayne was involved with his mom at all, or was she crazy too? I know. I was. I was thinking maybe that he was the one yeah. that like beat his mom or something. Damn, I Dang. didn't have, I didn't even think about that. But I, I don't know about. He's obviously kind of violent. He punched him in the bathroom. Dude. Yeah, for not really that much of a reason. He was just laughing, and then he decked him. Well, he touched his kid. Well, yeah. But if that were me, I wouldn't just punch a guy outright. If somebody was laughing, I, I would just leave. I'd be like, fuck you. What the hell? Huh? I thought his reaction was believable for me in that well, spot. yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, for sure. It portrays him as a as a jerk. Yeah. What's your theory um, on it, Ross? I was hoping you guys had a theory about it, honestly, because okay. I had a hard time coming to a conclusion. I thought the same thing as Luke maybe that the boyfriend or the dad was Thomas Wayne that he beat the mom maybe but I don't know I don't know if I can see him doing that yeah I I don't think that he's the one who beat her but I think that he was involved with her I think because there was this could be made up too this could have been something in Joker's head but there was that part where he held up that picture of his mom and on the back, it says, Love Your Smile, TW, Thomas Wayne. So, yeah. I think maybe that she was delusional and crazy. And maybe they banged and she fucking adopted this kid and was trying to like get money from him, and extort him somehow and say it was his kid. And then she got this other boyfriend who was abusive to both of them. And that's how I got to there. But yeah, I definitely don't think Arthur is Thomas Wayne's son, though. That makes sense. I was thinking that makes sense in exactly. this story. In her profile, it says that she's like super narcissistic. So that would fit that narrative, would fit in line with her, with her, just the way she is. I think that there's probably some truth to it. That's what I think. And I, uh, one other thing too is, Luke, did you ever watch that movie? You never really were never, you never were really here? No. Okay. So in that movie, Joaquin Phoenix, his younger self is played by the kid who plays Bruce Wayne. So I thought that's really curious casting that you would that Todd Phillips would get someone who looks like him when he's younger yeah. to play Bruce Wayne. Cause that means, Hey, <laughs> they could be related. And even the picture of his mug like his picture in the file looked kind of like a Bruce Wayne as a kid too, just with shorter hair and everything. So I don't know. it could be that one. I'm not sure on maybe they were related. And I think it makes a good Batman tie that that'd be the reason why the Joker would hate Batman so much is because he was the son who never got that shit, never got that privileged life. And then the, the whole joke at the end is that now that Bruce Wayne has to live the life that he lives without his dad and all that. As an orphan, yeah. As an orphan, yeah, basically. And on top of everything, Thomas Wayne is rich enough that he could fake all that. He could easily get adoption papers forged to cover all that shit up and put his mom in Arkham. And the Thomas Wayne actor, Brett Cohen, says he played him like that, like that he's involved with Arthur's mom. And that's what the actor believes Thomas Wayne did. So, you think that the Joker actually thinks it in his head? I, that's what I took Oh, from it. yeah. Okay. That he's his son. My honest oh, that he's a son? take is that she was crazy know. and it was adopted. But I was just saying, I think I, you could see it the other way. It's definitely a possibility. I think he for sure banged her. And there was for sure trauma as a child for Arthur Fleck. Like those things I'm for sure on. The other, him being the dad, I don't know. Yeah. Like the fact that he can barely even remember his childhood definitely is an indicator to me that. He had a lot of trauma and maybe he disassociated his psyche from that, you know, disassociative identity disorder. I agree. Maybe something like that happened, kind of. And that's why he doesn't remember it. So, yeah, I there's, there is there could have been some going on there. Definitely with the photograph that showed that something happened. But I agree with you. I tend to lean towards I don't think Arthur is um, what's his name? Thomas Wayne's son. Yeah, bastard. Yeah, I like the little, some of the little references too to Batman with Thomas Wayne. Well, there was Bruce when he went down the bat pole, he went down the pole. That was an easy reference. And just the part where he says, anyone who wears the mask is a coward. Ironic. Yeah. I I remember that too. That was kind of funny. All the depictions I've seen of Thomas Wayne too in the comics kind of portray him as being more of a dick. Because in a lot of the storylines, it That Thomas Wayne becomes Batman. He's pretty much the same, except for he's just a lot more morally evil. Because he doesn't have the rule of not killing people and he doesn't really give a fuck. Yeah, he's brutal. Yeah. Like Thomas Wayne Batman from, uh, what is it, Flashpoint? Yeah. That that one's brutal. What do you guys think about the fridge? (laughs) What was the point of that Oh, him crawling in that? I don't know. I was really confused. How did he get out, dude? That's what I was thinking, too, because weren't... I was like, is he going to die in there? Her fucking get really cold. His mom came and got him. He just got his... after she was in the fucking hospital. Oh he yeah. just he just needed to cool off. That's what I was thinking. That was the only way I took it. <laughs> was he was angry? Man, I just need to cool off. Yeah. <laughs> it takes it very friend. literally. Yeah, I was I was looking into it too. That so back then, this is say what nineteen seventy six. So there was a fridge act, but this was back in fifty eight. That the fridge act, there was a fridge act that they made it so because those kind of fridges used to latch shut and kids would die in it from crawling in their fridges and shit. But, no way, yeah, dude. And they just couldn't get out, they would crawl in. I don't know, I don't know why the fuck some kid would crawl into a fridge, but they'd get in and then it, they would suffocate in there. But what I was thinking, maybe so, let's say who knows how long they'd been living in that place for. But if they said that they'd been 30 years since she worked for Thomas Wayne and since he was born, probably a long time he's been living at that place what if that was one of those old school fridges and he fucking died in there and everything after that is a trippy is some weird vision shit made up shit. The second before he died, just DMTs releasing into his brain. He's like tripping balls. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. We should just talk about that. So what's your guys' theory on what is real in this movie and what is fake? Because we know in, in, most stories, besides the one where he, it's the, he drops in the fucking tub of acid or yeah. chemicals, that he is an, an unreliable narrator. Like in The Killing Joke, he has multiple ways. He even has a quote that says, if I'm going to have a pass, I prefer it to be multiple choice. In Heath Ledger, he never is truthful. Every time he says something different. One time he says his dad gave him those scars on on his mouth. He said he did it once for his wife to make her smile and she left him. Yeah. So what do you guys think in this movie? What was real? What wasn't? Or is it just straight up? It was, this is his origin. I think Zazie beats their, all their relationships. And this is, Amanda pointed this out to me. And I think at the comedy club, when he went up, I think that was all fake. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. That, that one, I thought. That's like confirmed. Yeah, that's confirmed. Right in the goes, movie. Okay, Okay, good. Yeah. I think that was a good touch to confirm that one, to confirm that, hey, one of these is for sure not real because that's what gets you thinking, oh, shit, what else isn't could've... real? Yeah. Yeah. And what do you, well, do you guys think Zazi and – or what's her name? Sophie and her daughter are dead because when he leaves that place, there's an ambulance that goes behind. You know, there's like an ambulance that goes off. I know. I was, about to, I was literally about to ask. I was like, are the, did he kill them or no? Because he, he didn't have any blood on him or anything or like maybe he could have strangled them both. I don't know. Every time he kills someone, there's always blood. Except for his so mom. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, except for his mom. He does fuck his mom up. Do you think that was real? I think that... Which part? His mom. Him killing his mom. So, okay. So the first time I watched this movie, I have two different takes after watching. So the first time, I thought that all the killings were real. But I didn't think the part at the end where he does the smile and he's being charaded around by the fucking mob and oh, all Oh yeah, that. that was fake, right? That I thought it was a dream. It just seemed soup. It just seemed too perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, how did he end up in the psychiatric ward if he got freed? Because, you know, he got freed from the cops and then it just shows him right in the psychiatric ward after that. Yeah. So I was thinking that he just has to get caught eventually and they just don't show that. More shit ton of cops show up after that or something. Yeah. But the second time, I watched, I started to think that none of it was real and that he imagined everything because he's unreliable. And I think he killed his psychiatrist at the very end, the, you know, with the bloody footsteps. And yeah. I think he killed Zazi. Well, okay. So let me say, in that vision, I think he killed Zazi and his daughter, but they don't show those ones because they want you to think that all of his other kills, you could almost say that they were justified. Like Murray was a dick to him. His mom was this person he looked after his whole life for this person. And she lied to him. His whole life said he had this issue, but it was something she caused. Yeah. So that you can almost see as justified. He killed those three guys, even though he ex- executed one of them. You could still say he had to do it because he had to cover up his steps. So you are saying he disassociated from the kills that he didn't think were correct, or whatever, or he didn't have a reason for. Yeah, I was thinking that they don't show that because they don't. They want people to see it from his way to feel s- sympathy for oh, this okay. guy, but really. We, As we know as the Joker, he's a character that loves to kill people. He enjoys killing people. Yeah. And with those showing those ones, you're not going to have that narrative that, oh, he was someone who's okay. You'd still think he's fucked up, obviously, but you're not going to feel bad for him as much. Yeah. But I don't think it was trying to make you feel bad for him. I think it was just trying to get you to empathize with this character. Isn't that kind of what empathy is, feeling bad for someone? Well, empathy is the ability... to feeling their pain. Yeah, yeah. Is the ability to, like, put yourself in somebody else's shoes or see from their perspective. Yeah. I like that. The kills that that actually happened were the ones that weren't justified. I like that. That would make sense. And the ones that were off-screen that didn't even happen. That they didn't show yet. They didn't show Sorry, I mean, didn't show, not didn't happen. Yeah. Happened on screen. And even if you think about... Let's say we compare him to Heath Ledger's Joker. The Dark Knight Joker would try to get you to empathize with him when he tells you those stories about his scars at first and make him look like he's a victim in all this too. And that can be similar to what Joaquin's Joker is doing through this whole movie if you look at it that way, if that's what you think is happening. Because even in the Dark Knight, you're right, that's one of the Joker's main staples is the power to manipulate people through words. That's just... Something the Joker does is manipulating people by telling them stories and just kind of weaving around, you know, trying to get them to push their moral boundaries. And yeah, shit. and then rewatching, I started thinking more that this he okay. So the very beginning of the movie, there's a scene where he's talking to a psychiatrist and he's talking about how he was in insane. He was in Arkham before, and they show him banging his head on that shit. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. That room, that that white room, looked exactly like the same room and hallway that he's in at the very end of the movie and when he's when he's driving in the car at the very end in the police car and looking out the window seeing all the chaos he's caused everyone knows who he is and that he's behind all that which parallels the bus shot at the beginning of the film where he's looking out the window and no one knows who he is during all that the song white room is playing too by cream in the white room that one (laughs) Yeah, Damn, that's a solid theory. True. That could definitely be true. Shit, and I didn't pick this up until I watched it the second time because I was I, I forgot about that scene where he's banging his head. And then another thing too, even is when he goes to when he goes to Arkham, and he sees um, Paperboy, you know, bringing up his his mom's records. He yeah. asks him, "How does someone actually get in here?" And it's like, dude, if you've been there before, you would know. I mean, unless he's trying <laughs> to sell his situation or something, but it just seemed like a weird thing to say. And Know, every time i was just watching there was more stuff like i remember when he went on stage with murray and he says damn this is exactly how i imagined it so it's like okay yeah it's exactly how you showed us at the beginning of the movie when you were imagining it who's to say yeah. you're not imagining this right now damn that's another good pickup fuck watching it twice was nice For real. Real. oh dude yeah. i don't know him fuck him shooting him on screen though and then just sitting there the, i love that scene how he just he, he shot, shot him, him and sat there and just watched everyone freak out. I was like, damn, that's the most Joker scene ever, right there. He was just soaking it in. But no, when he was even just he shot him and he was just sitting there, fucking like twitching his fucking leg and just watching everyone. And like I don't know, that was fucking. Yeah, crazy. he loves it. I, that that might have been my favorite scene. I don't know. That whole scene was really fucking was intense like, chaos. too. Like exactly. What he liked. just from him starting to paint his face and then his friend, well, his friend or whatever the guy gave him the gun shows up just then on that movie was intense and just it felt very joker yeah after that guy gave him the gun it the tone and the cinematography for that scene conveyed just so many messages i feel like just i don't know how it kind of zoomed in on the on the gun and it seemed like the frame even got darker and there was a score in the background that was kind of low that's how i remember it anyways and it just made it seem very ominous and from then on it was just fucked that's something we didn't talk about either was the score of this movie it was so was good. So good. Oh my god. It Damn gave it. me dark night vibes. Yeah. Especially at the end when at the very end when he's in the police after the police car. When he's standing up on top, has his hands out. Yeah. <laughs> that score sounded like something out of the dark night. It was great. It was very somber. Yeah. And right then, if they had ended that movie right at that scene, I would have thought it all happened, you know, for sure. But then they put that scene after where he's walking out with the bloody footsteps and I was just, and he's running back and forth in that hallway doing kind of a Scooby-Doo style Charlie Chaplin bullshit where yeah he's just getting away. That Even that scene doesn't seem super real, you know? Because it's just, it seemed perfect for him, like a perfect send-off. Just it's him just, killing this psychiatrist and dipping. <laughs> yeah, but I just mean too that even if they put that in, it made me think back, oh shit, there can't be stuff that's real in this. Why wouldn't you just end it on that other scene if there wasn't this perception that some of this shit isn't real. But... Did you have anything to say about Super Rats? Yeah, dude. Did you guys catch the yeah. Super Rats at all? So there's one part. They showed those fuckers, man. They were like as big as Shaba, <laughs> Huge. Damn. They showed I showed them know. twice that I noticed. I honestly didn't catch that. I, I'm excited to watch it tomorrow. They showed them besides that little like news spot about them. Yeah, yeah. so if you... When you rewatch the scene where he's in the phone booth and he's getting fired by his boss because he fucking brought a phone or brought a gun to the hospital. They have a pan out scene. And if you look at the trash cans to the right at like the corner of the building, and for anyone who's listening, there's a fat fucking rat <laughs> that runs <laughs> right around the corner, dude. I thought it was like a, a fucking raccoon or something at first. Yeah. And that Damn. was the first time I caught it. But I, I, the only other time I caught it too was the very end of the movie where he's saying to her, you won't get it. And then it pans to Bruce Wayne standing in between his dead parents. There was a rat that skirted behind him too. That was only their time. I tried looking at every other scene where he's like kicking the shit out of the trash can and all that. Just parts where there was a shit ton of trash everywhere. Those are the only two I found, though. I'm going to be looking for it tomorrow. I was thinking that they were teasing that was going to be some big subplot with the super rats. Yeah, some kind of crazy Batman villain, rat boy. Yeah. So you guys have like any critiques of this movie at all? I thought this movie was great. I can't honestly, I off good. the top of my head, I liked it. I didn't have any part where I was just like, oh, fuck, that sucked. Yeah, I felt like if it was such a shitty place that, um, you know, this completely hopeless place, that shows definitely why you need Batman in Gotham. But I also was wondering, why isn't there more of a mob presence like there is in all the Batman movies? It felt very... the poor against just the rich, but they don't mention the mobs. Like, that would be its own factor in all this. Yeah, maybe they just wanted to they didn't want to include an extra factor and just wanted to focus it more. On so were, were, yeah. were the mobs and like them embracing the clown thing, was that made up, you think? Was it all in his head, like all the papers and shit? Yeah, that's what I was going to say too, is because remember when he's with Zazi Beats and he's looking at the picture of the mask, it conveniently he turns around and he sees the guy with the same mask. That scene, for me, that seems like such a coincidence, especially note we know since Zazi wasn't even there at that scene. That he could... Yeah, dude, I think that he... If I had to say right now, if you asked me what I thought happened in this movie, I think he imagined everything. And he was trying to make you... Trying to push this whole feeling bad for his isolation and just mental illness. And that's what he wants you to think as a viewer. Because even some of the stuff I thought he was saying to Murray was kind of contradicting. He says, I'm not here. I'm not sending a message. I don't care about anything. But then look at me. um, You don't care about the poor guy. Wait, so you think yeah. the Joker can break the fourth wall in this movie? I don't think he's breaking the fourth. What Do you mean like that he's talking about the real life society or that the director and writer were trying to? Well, you were just talking like he was aware of the audience's uh, presence. Oh, yeah. I think that this, I just think it's all in his head. And it just there's a lot of parts, even where he is in his room and he's talking to himself and he hears the crowd around him, that there's parts where it blurs the imagination more. Yeah. and. Then there's parts where it's straight up showing that this is, he's imagining it. But I kind of think that overall, it was all imagined. Like the only things I think I know for sure is that he was abused as a kid by his mom and the boyfriend. And I think Thomas Wayne was involved somehow. And then he had this huge grand, like she worked for Thomas Wayne. And there might have been, there probably was an affair. Don't know if it's his dad, but it could have been something that he just made up in his mind. And also, the butler. I don't think it was Alfred. The butler at Wayne Manor. It might have been Alfred. I think it was Alfred, but I didn't like. I that. don't think he was a. I don't yeah. think he was a butler. He didn't seem like Alfred. He didn't seem like he was a butler. He seemed just seemed like a bodyguard. But what I was gonna say is he recognized Arthur's mo- mother's name, his mom's name. Yeah, it probably was Arthur. Th- or it probably was. What was her name Peggy Penny or no? Right, Penny Fleck. Was yeah, it? it was. I was just saying it probably was the same it's Butler. Alfred, what's dude. his name? Alfred. Alfred. Yeah, I think it was Alfred because, like you're saying, he's been there a long time and he'd always yeah. been with the Waynes. But it didn't seem like Alfred's didn't seem personality. Like Alfred. Yeah. Nah, my my Alfred's British. Well, yeah, but I'm. Yeah, I was saying his personality what was that not- dude, like Scottish or something. I don't know. He had some weird ass accent. Oh, did he? Yeah, I didn't even catch that. It wasn't like you know, like the Michael Caine accent. or something else. Yeah. Michael Caine's a fucking goat. I love that, dude. Sorry, I had to get that out there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, uh, God, I, I For me, too, so the, the comment, too, that Todd Phillips did yesterday when he said that this also, this was something, too, I was thinking maybe, that he, also, he could be the inspiration for the real Joker. Because if we really think about it, Joker is always there with Batman. Like, they are arch enemies of each other. The Joker feeds off Batman. That's his motivation for everything. So what if this guy is that inspiration for whoever eventually becomes the Joker for when Bruce Wayne grows up? And you have this connection. He hates clowns. Like in this story, a clown killed his parents. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that theory? Yeah. And he got grabbed by the Joker in the front of his gates, too. So two bad experiences. (laughs) Probably hates those fuckers. Um, Yeah, but he he wasn't just as a clown. He had the nose on. Yeah. And he was doing magic. I guess, but he wasn't dressed as yeah, it other I'm, than that. That's right. kind of just like a magician kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. And if all these events really, truly happened, Bruce Wayne is smart enough. He's going to recognize that the guy who was at his doorway forcing him to smile, is going to, it was him. And Alfred's going to recognize that guy too. I think it will, they will definitely have the, the Joker at some point in this next trilogy. And I think if they didn't use either in just this movie at all or walking Phoenix himself as a joker, I think it would definitely be a huge waste. You mean Todd Phillips or Todd Phillips said that about this Joker? No. Okay. So he said, someone asked him about that theory that what if this guy's inspiration, he he's not going to. Okay. So what Todd Phillips says is he has a story. He has a story for what is real or what isn't or what exactly happens in this. But he's not going to tell it for sure for a little bit, you know. He wants it, people to start thinking of their own interpretations and what they think happened. And yeah. someone asked him about that when he said it, it probably could be. Just if you think of the timeline, it matches up. And Todd Phillips also said that if they do, a, if they somehow think of a story to do a sequel to this, because even Joaquin Phoenix says that who we know never does sequels, never is open to that shit, franchises anything like that. He said even he had such fun with his character that he would be open to exploring another movie with it. But they but, but Todd Phillips says no Batman. There'll never be a Batman in the story. If if he's directing it. Right? Yeah, if he's directing and writing it. Which I assume that Joaquin Phoenix is not gonna do it again without him. Did he do it for Matt Reeves? No. I don't know, dude. I don't know. That's what I was thinking too, that they somehow shoe this in as a prequel to the reboot Batman. Yeah. Franchise, even though they've been saying forever that they're not going to be connected. I don't know. That's what I was thinking at the beginning, too. This movie made so much money. It's going to make so much money that you somehow tie it in. But do you th- okay, do you guys think that this Joker could really take on a prime Batman? A, a smart. No, That's what dude. I'm thinking, too. No, in his athletic prime, he would get smoked. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm not even talking about physically. I'm just talking no, about, like, I'm saying he doesn't have that fucking super genius. Fucking just one step ahead, kind of. No, he's not that kind of Joker thing. You know, he's like an impulsive Joker. I mean, I know the Joker is impulsive, but he also, he plans shit out and he thinks too. And I don't know, he just didn't have that. The Joker kind of plans shit out as he goes. Depends on the Joker. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, Heath made you think that he's impulsive. He didn't. He made you think he didn't plan shit out, but everything he did was. Oh, yeah. Like, that guy was calculated as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I was, the only thing I was thinking was maybe over, by the time Bruce Wayne grows up and is Batman, maybe he'll be, have been in crime for a long time and he will get to become that way, but I don't know. I just, dude, okay, he definitely seems like he got more sharper as he got off the meds in this story, but he never seemed to me, and I thought it was interesting too, that anytime he's with his mom, he seems very normal, he's not doing his laugh, doesn't have those breakdowns, I don't know if there's anything there with that, but... This dude just says he seems off, man. He doesn't seem like the brightest dude to really be this mastermind ever. And he's already in his 30s. Yeah, maybe you could say that the drugs were doing that. But it just, dude, I don't know. Because like you were saying, uh, Luke, he's impulsive. And a lot of the stuff that went well for him this in this movie, he just became this icon for these people. It wasn't something he planned. yeah. And he didn't even go up there thinking he was going to kill Murray. He was, he was thinking about killing himself. Yeah, the whole time he was. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So I just I couldn't see this guy being going no, really going I, yeah. against a, a Batman. Like I'd rather see them explore after this and maybe explain what, what really happened in this what is this origin. As he is right now, he would get fucked up by yeah. man. And we don't even know really if this is an origin story if he imagined it all, you know what I mean? Like I was, yeah, I, was yeah. even, I was even thinking that what if he was in Arkham Asylum this whole time and he's just reading about these events happening. He read about Thomas Wayne dying. And he hates them because maybe he knows something, some details on it. And he projected his himself as this person out. You know, what I mean, outside. Or maybe he's in Arkham Asylum at the beginning, how you were saying. And he's been Joker for a long time, and he's already fought with Batman and stuff. And he's just having—I don't know—he's kind of having a daydream about this or something, or yeah. just a psyche, uh, kind of a trip. I guess for that, I couldn't see that because I f- they would have had to show that in the movie for me at some point to think oh he's already fought Batman before that's true I mean for you I guess I don't know I'm just throwing shit out there yeah 100% I mean physically he's definitely not gonna beat Batman with that kind of run (laughs) yeah he'd be pushing 50 by the time Batman becomes Batman what mid 20s because he goes to college I think usually I mean depends on the depiction right doesn't he always usually go to college and drop out eventually yeah I think that happens a lot in a lot of them yeah I'm just saying it doesn't have to be that way yeah let's say if we let's say you're connecting it to Robert Pattinson that's we were hearing that's going to be in the 90s they were looking to cast a 30 year old batman that kind of age so let's say he's 25 then that's probably 15 years after so this guy's pushing 50 i mean like i think that that is not a big deal to me is the age because it's all about being a mastermind and that shit more and Jack Nicholson had to be in his 50s when he was Joker, right? Back in the oh, 80s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was yes. in his 50s. Yeah, so that part I have a problem with. I just, the being smart enough to go toe-to-toe with the Batman. Because in most stories, Batman still fucking beats Joker pretty, anyways. pretty good. The only one that he really takes an L is in The Killin Dark Knight. Well, that too. Kill- <laughs> yeah, that comic is fucked up. yeah. And the Dark Knight because he has to take on... The Joker kind of wins because he makes him look like Batman's the villain in the end. He has yeah. to redeem himself in the third movie. Yeah. So, yeah. I just can't see him being that fucking baddie Joker, you know. I like the take, though. I thought it was a very interesting take. And for me, it fits that we don't really know what happens. And anyone can have their own interpretation on how this story was and what happened in this movie. And you can't say they're wrong either because there's nothing... To, you know, there's no confirmation on any of it. Yeah. I'm excited for the director. Todd Phillips. Yeah. I'm I'm excited for Todd, Todd Phillips to come out and actually say. Yeah. I kind of, I mean, okay. It would be cool if he does, but I wouldn't even be mad if he just doesn't ever say anything and just lets people think what they want. Yeah, Kind of like a book. Yeah. yeah. Cool too. And people always have multiple interpretations of all these fucking yeah. books. And it, it's kind of that thing with art, how... I don't know, it can take on different meanings other than what the person who created it actually intended. Can kind of take on a life of its own? Yeah, and that's kind of why I don't want a sequel to this movie. I think it works really well as a one-off. Yeah, I would prefer no sequel. Different variation of the Joker than what we've seen, but still, it's exactly what we know. It's an unknown. He's an unreliable narrative telling his own story. Maybe he's trying to use just that... He's using mental illness and, you know, social isolation and class as an excuse to just be someone who really is just fucking evil person. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Depends on how much is real or not. Yeah. Trying to think. Oh, and the other thing, too, we were talking about, we talked about this off air, just the gunshots. How many, Luke, you're saying that gun has six shots? He shot at least seven. I honestly remember six but it could have been seven. Which would make sense if it's if it fucking wasn't real. Yeah, I don't know, a mentally ill person, they probably have not handled luck. Yeah, yet. that's true too. Um, that'd be crazy though, if the director purposely added exactly seven just as a, a sign that this wasn't real. And he perp- like he purposely put that in there. Dude, that makes sense. That'd be crazy. <laughs> that'd be a cool little touch. So my notes say eight, but thinking back I think it was seven. I might be forgetting one, but here's what I remember it as. So he pops the first guy in the dome. He shoots the second guy in the chest twice. Then he hits that guy in the leg who's running away. So that's four. Next, they get out of the train. He shoots him once. Then he walks up, shoots him twice in the back as he executes that guy. So that's at least seven. I might be forgetting one, but for some reason, I remember him not even missing once, which is pretty suspicious for this dude who just a couple days before was waving his gun around, accidentally fucking shot his mom's wall. And then now he's a fucking sharpshooter. Zach, I love your narrative about this. It's yeah. Cute. It's all tying together. dude. That would make total sense. Cause yeah. you, you guys shots. said you noticed, yeah. you thought your first thought was that it had more shots. Yeah. Immediately. I was like, what? That's not fucking. Yeah. Right. And then even with the whole Zazi thing, when she, she opens the door and she's like, did you stalk me? That would never turn a woman on. Never, dude. No. (laughs) And she knew his name. I don't think that they, he met her the night before. She didn't even, he didn't even say his name to her. No, I think he just, didn't he just kind of smile at them or some shit? Or no, (laughs) he smiled and he did did the the, gun thing. He did the gun thing. And remember, he did that to her when he was in her room, when she says, can you leave or whatever, you're Arthur down the thing and he does the gun. And she she got got freaked out. Yeah. And then he goes back to his room and the ambulance is going off behind. But that also could just be Gotham. Yeah. That's, that's one thing I was thinking too, because there's ambulances and shit going by. Yeah. Quite often. I just, I like this movie just for all that aspect that it's, there's no right. And I don't know why the media, I get really confused why the media thinks that this was going to, be very dangerous for society. Like, what the fuck? No one's going to see someone kill three people or do anything with a clown mask on. Be like, yeah, dude, I'm going to follow this fool. No way. I mean, I wouldn't say no one would do that. I I don't think so. Not like a huge fat movement, like a whole city's gathering behind this shit. And yeah, Thomas Wayne said that stupid shit. But I think that that could be interpreted as he's just talking about people who literally go and kill people. Yeah, I think some isolated or just like some individuals could see that. I mean, I'm not saying it's out of the rim of possibility, but I don't think it's going to inspire crazy violence movement or anything. Yeah. Did you guys' uh, theaters have cops in it when I was in New York? There, no. was, there was like four. four cops in the theater. Yeah, really? and New York was having undercover there's, cops at all the showings. There was bodyguards, but no cops. Dude, those big shootings never happen in big cities. They're always like suburbs, right? Yeah, pretty much. That's true. I don't know. The way, where the other one happened that was at? Batman v, or the Dark Knight that was in yeah, Aurora, Colorado, Colorado Aurora. or some shit. Probably not a big city. It sounds like a suburb. Not like a massive city. It doesn't sound like anything I've heard of besides for that event. So probably not huge. I'm not going to lie, though. Honestly, at any pretty much big public event, I usually get kind of paranoid. Not to the where I think it's going to happen. I usually just look around, look at for exits and shit. Just kind of think of a plan if something would happen. But I usually just keep that to myself. Yeah. yeah, but I just meant like I thought the media made this more of a big thing that it wasn't 100%. really going to truly start this crazy movement behind a person like that. Definitely. No, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. they. It was definitely way overblown. Yeah. The main factor that would contribute to a mass shooting is... Somebody having a gun that's not supposed to. So, I mean, that's what it should be focused on. Why are you focusing on this movie? And there's terrible, some terrible gun laws. <laughs> yeah, that's my take. Oh, we never talked about Taxi Driver and how close it is to this. Yeah, go for it. We can talk about the what movies you thought influenced this movie. I saw. I've never seen King of Comedy, but I heard that this one's pretty influenced by King of Comedy. Have you guys ever seen that? Martin Scorsese. I'd say it's a little influence because he is kind of the same thing that he could be. He's a comedian in that. Yeah. And you don't know. It's the same shit. Like, you don't know if what is happening, like, is he being praised or is it something in his head? Like, that's the influence from Kings of Comedy. And it's a Scorsese movie, too. Yeah. Isn't Jack Nicholson the main character in it? Or Robert De Niro, sorry. And Robert De Niro's Hugh or whatever his name is then King of Comedy, and then in Joker, he's that one guy, uh Huey or Huff, Huffy or Oh Murray, Murray, Murray. Oh my god! Yeah, De N- Honestly, yeah. in the movie. <laughs> yeah, know, fuck you. It's, it's <laughs> De Niro and Jerry Lewis. Yeah, yeah. So he's in. That's probably also why he went and got De Niro because he was in all those movies that influenced him. Yeah, mm. Taxi Driver though definitely some influences is it on Netflix I kind of want to watch that Taxi Driver I don't know or King of Comedy it's on Amazon Prime oh, Taxi Driver I, I think I'm going to watch it too it's been a f- fucking minute since I've seen it it's a good movie too yeah yeah I thought those you the years around the money with those two movies definitely influenced this film I think the Killing Joke comic definitely influenced this book this movie you think so? Even though it's its own take. It's just a new take on the Joker. But yeah. They definitely ran with the we don't know what his origin aspect, I think. Or is it his origin? You know what I mean? It could be either way. We don't actually even fucking know. <laughs> yeah. I that's a good point. I'm excited to watch this another time. It's definitely like a worth second a second, second watch. you because 'cause you'll know what's coming, so you're just trying to pick up those little things that maybe you missed the first time around. Yeah. I know. I kind of want to see it again now because you picked up a lot more <laughs> than than I did on my first. What did you guys rate this movie, dude? I get. I thought ninety, just ninety. Like eighty five to eighty eight. I don't know. I said ninety, dude. On second watch, yeah. I think that this is the best comic book movie of the year. I'm gonna say it. Sorry, Endgame. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I haven't even seen this a second time, and I already. Think <laughs> I know Luke doesn't agree, but. What? That I said that I think this is the best comic book movie of the year. Oh. Better than Glass? What the fuck? <laughs> is, that's not based off a comic book, is it? I don't think it is. It's a superhero movie. I guess, yeah, yeah. I don't do you know, think, man. I just... Natalie thought the movie was shit. Oh, damn. Really? Why didn't she like it? Because of the cop violence. The cop violence? Oh, did they... Oh, yeah, they killed the cop on the train. They yeah, the fuck they him. were, they were they... both in critically condition. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They killed uh, some guy on the train. Someone died. I think one of the cops shot a, one of the protesters. See, that's another instance where Joker barely got away on the fucking train, dude. Yeah. Heath Ledger dude. never, never no really got that was, in that situation. That was calculated. Yeah, calculated. Exactly. Dude. He knew exactly when the doors were closing and he knew he knew all everything. <laughs> so, all <of> that. <laughs> stop that shit now. In that no fucking way, dude. Good timing. You can see all, all the molecules bouncing quickly. <laughs> <laughs> He's like doing crazy math in his head. It's calculated. <laughs> Luke, don't even roll your eyes. Not not this fool, man. Don't even. <laughs> the guy who brought a gun to a fucking chi- children's hospital is not thinking that far ahead. No yeah, No, Dude, yeah. Fucking no way. It's like, what the fuck? Well, Why do not you just leave it in your locker? Maybe... He- or in your bag, yeah. dude. You could bring it to the hospital, just leave it in your bag, dog, not in your pant leg. Yeah. yeah, and that's the other thing is there's some things that he brought on himself. That is an example of something that he brought way more issues. He probably would have had a job still. He, just, he doesn't bring a fucking gun to a children's hospital. He's probably <laughs> still working. Andy got yeah. off his meds. And in the beginning, the woman, the first psychiatrist, was trying to talk to him. He just was being very, he seemed very anti-talkative like talkative to me. Oh, you? I did. I don't know. Well, what's her take on that? Because I think that she even is in a pish, position too. She just lost her job. Also, she's not feeling great in that moment either. No, yeah, I agree about that. But I, we only had one sample of that, so I don't really know what happened. But yeah, two, that, two scenes with her. Well, where she's asking questions, or wait, the last scene is with her too, right? She had okay. So there's, or is no, that a different, a different okay, lady? It's a different. It. She looks different. It could be the same person, but... I remember, honestly. So there's the beginning scene where he talks to her and she so she shows him his notebook. And yeah. then there's the one where he goes back and he says, all I have is negative thoughts. That was the second time he talks to her. And then she tells him that they're cutting the funding for it. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, where am I going to get my meds? But then he gets off his meds anyway. Stops taking him. Maybe he ran out. <laughs> That's what I figured yeah. is that he just didn't That's get That's what I meds. thought, too. Right? I... I thought it was just he stopped taking like he stopped him stopped to because he couldn't get him. I thought he just stopped taking him to start being clear and realize he doesn't doesn't need him because he's realizing what kind of, who he is as a person. I thought he stopped taking him because he just couldn't hear him. Like after it just goes straight to the comedy scene. After that, I was like, oh well, he doesn't. He's not on his meds anymore. Yeah, could be. That's kind of just what I figured because that's that's what I thought too though. Luke. But I'm not sure. I guess it could be either way. Now that I think about it. Yeah, it can go anyway. We yeah. <laughs> we don't really know. It's a very open. It really is. I'm excited to keep hearing like what people's takes on this are. And the only the other one I had written here, but it's not even that good of a connection, was just that he made like a drunk driver joke. Someone getting hit by a, a drunk driver, and then he got he got hit <laughs> by a fucking car. <laughs> got hit by a car five minutes oh, later. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! The first thing that pops up if you type in "joker" joker uses song by convicted pedophile Gary Glitter. <laughs> dude, come on, Gary Glitter—that's that fool's name. They forgot to say every other NFL team <laughs> in the fucking yeah. nation. Come on, guy! Jesus, dude! CNN's been pushing that bullshit more than anyone, man. All the dude, controversy they have, and they. Yeah, and they pushed all the Damn. fucking, like, inspiring shooting bullshit. Like, why are they hating on it so much? Dude, and he could easily, the director could easily come out and say he did the song on purpose. I feel like he probably did it on purpose. All the music felt on purpose in this movie. White Room, that shit. And if he says that, yeah. yeah, well, Joker's a fucking psychopath, crazy fool, then it makes sense that you'd have this song by a fucked up guy as his theme song. So we got one little thing that we got to touch on about Joker's last line of the movie and the laugh. We touched on being in the pod. Luke has a take. Wanted to add that in. Say that take again. The last scene, the director says that his laughing is genuine. And he says that last line, he says, could have its own meaning. And then even right after that, remember he's singing the lyrics to that song? It's just like, that was weird. And it starts playing in the background. Yeah. So what you think? Well, I was thinking uh when he starts laughing and then the psychiatrist she's like what are you laughing at? I don't know that's kind of what we're all thinking as an audience like what is he laughing at? And then he says, "Oh, you wouldn't get it." And he he's like, if you're laughing, you're laughing at a joke. And maybe he's laughing at the joke of the story, you know, like we do, we as an audience don't get it either because the whole story was a joke. It could be anything, it was all fake like you said. Like everything was just a joke that that he played on us as an audience. Exactly. Dude, exactly. That's why I like this movie so much. It's just, there's so many possibilities, dude. And the director says that that line is super important. It probably means something like that, dude. I didn't even think about that. Okay. Good shit. That was a good point. Okay. So let's wrap this shit up. Yo, we got any reviews, Luke? Yeah, Zach, we do have some reviews. Shout out to CutterFan19. Shout out to G-Back Shout out to Hangerman. And shout out to Juice L44. Thanks, guys. appreciate that shit. If you want to leave us a review, iTunes, Google, search up Not Another Movie Pod, subscribe if you're a new listener. New pods every week. Big announcement next pod, too. Big announcement. Just wait. Yep. Shout out to Julian. One last thing on reviews is, I just remembered this, Hannah Milanowski said she would leave us a review if I shout her out on the pod. So this is your shout out. Now leave us a review. Please, Hannah. What else? Thank you, Hannah. Are we going to review Gemini Man? You guys want to review that movie? Not (laughs) really. Will Smith? Not really. Uh, Do you want to? I'm probably going to see it, but it's up to you guys. Like, I'm going to see it. Didn't they just get straight shit reviews? The first batch, not great. Second batch has been a little better. 39% Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not that overly interested in just generic Will Smith action movies. Yeah, I could give two French fucks about it. (laughs) All right, we don't have to review that shit. What did you guys rate this movie, by the way? So Joker on, on Rotten Tomatoes right now, 68%, 69%. Ooh, it's getting pain. I feel like it's low. That's got to be dude. the lowest uh, certified fresh movie ever, right? Don't they? I thought the limit was 75%. No, is it? It's certified it's 65, fresh. I thought, was it certified fresh. 65 or 60, I thought. I think it might have been 70. I think it was above 75 when it got certified, oh. but then it dipped when the movie came out. You know all the PC culture. Yeah, went ham on that movie. with their takes. I saw one where they said it was super toxic how he treated Zazie Beat's character, and I was just like, dude, did you watch the movie? Yeah. That shit didn't even. It wasn't even real. <laughs> Unless he killed her in the end, that'd be fucked. But you know, like just the scenes with her, that shit wasn't real. Also, for one, it's a character in a movie. It's not a real life person actually doing that. It's a portrayal of. A character that's kind of a villain. So, yeah, he's going to do bad shit. Yeah, he's the Joker. <laughs> yeah, what do <did> you expect? <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, I don't know. All right, fools. Anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it. Also, Goat Joker? No, dude. Come on, I'm asking y'all, yeah. I'm with it. No, Keith Ledger forever. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're with. Oh. No, fuck No. no. Joaquin. Dude, Joaquin was really good, though. Heath Ledger's like that for me is... They were both great. I'll say that. But I still think Heath Ledger did more with less. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, with less? He just didn't... He doesn't have as much screen time. Oh, okay. okay. Less yeah. screen time. Yeah. I think Heath Ledger's Joker is far and above... No, okay. I think it's definitely above, like noticeably better than the other ones. And then Joaquin Phoenix is just a tick above... Jack Nicholson. Who was also great. I thought those three are great. I feel like Jack Nicholson had the worst material to work out of with, out of any of them. Oh, they let him do whatever he wanted, though. Remember, that was part of the clause for him to play it. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he said that he wanted to be able to make up his own shit. He didn't have like a limit on that. And he got a percentage of the movie earnings. Damn, that's sick. What? That's a deal and a half. (laughs) I know. (laughs) For real, that man finessed. But I just mean that as far as the comp, like for me, when I think of the Joker and just portrayal like a mastermind, I think of Heath Ledger. And then I like this one. Like I like the idea too that maybe this guy inspires that. I don't, I don't know if that's what really actually happened, but it seems interesting. Like let's say, what if this shit in the 70s, well, it wouldn't work in the Batman Dark Knight storyline because that's way in the future. But just that, yeah, it inspires someone eventually. I hope it's not Jared Leto though. <laughs> fuck that that guy man imagine that fuck oh yeah fuck Jared Leto guy yeah let's end it on that fuck Jared Leto man (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna get the we're gonna get the Jared Leto stands coming out listen to this shit just come out fucking give us a negative review (laughs) no they can one star these guys sounded really good but they fucking didn't like Jared Leto so fuck (laughs) it they ruined it in the fucking last minute of the pod. All right, I think that's that's it for me. Yeah, let's we'll do another post. We'll do some more this week. Later this week, get some more episodes out. sir. I'm down. Sounds good. All right, we out of here. Yeah. You're at Later. last on the ground, and you in midair. Send in the clowns. Isn't it bliss? Don't you approve One who keeps tearing around And one who can't move